Jacob back again. It's Hello. great to see you. It's good to see you too. Great to hear your voice. It's it's been a while. Yeah, I guess so. A couple of days here, right? Yeah, it's yeah, somewhat facetious because I feel like we've seen a lot of each other over the past week. I know, isn't that great? Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, for you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, Jacob, think back to that time. It's a pleasure for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I want to say, you know, think back to that time when you were out in in Ohio and, you know, I'm over here in Pennsylvania and we're just, we're chatting away, you know, doing our little podcast thing and uh, we're just sort of, I I wouldn't use the word fantasizing because that's just kind of interesting connotations, but really uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, you moving closer, just being in closer proximity. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to reflect on some cool things that have happened, you know, in the past year or so uh, outside yeah. of all the wild, wild things that are going on in the world. There's a couple nice things that are that are occurring and, you know, having things have happened, things have happened and it feels good and it feels good to reflect on them and to just be a little, you know, show a little, I guess, gratitude, right? Gratitude. Oh, sure. So, yeah, actually, you know what I just realized? Let me check. Uh, our page real quick because it's i think it's almost been a year exactly since episode one went up no way really uh it was february right oh wow, wow. we are two days away no published way. on published on february 18th okay i'm gonna be completely honest that whole like spiel that i did in the beginning uh, unscripted no idea that we were a whole year in yeah wow so so this episode is going to go up on the one year anniversary. No way, really? Yeah. Wow. You are right. How does that? We should we should have planned something for this. No, you can't plan this <laughs> stuff. That's sort of serendipity, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll have something for episode fifty because that's coming up too. Sure, sure. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah, but wow! Congrats on a, on our anniversary. Yeah, right? I mean, that kind of feels weird that we're congr- congratulating ourselves, but hey. Yeah. Well, hey, it takes it takes effort. It takes dedication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Outside yeah. of that one month. Well, those several <laughs> months of uh, break. No one to take a break. That Anyways, like Jacob. one and a half. Well, yeah. What, what do we have on our... Um, what's on the chopping block today? What are we doing? So, something came up. Uh, that I have been thinking about, uh, as you know, and maybe some listeners have gathered, uh, I follow the, the movie realm pretty, pretty closely. Mm -hmm. I try to watch a lot of movies every year and try to be in the know for all of the like Oscar nominated movies and, or Emmy shows and things like that. Uh, and so, uh, the 2021 Oscars. Actually, I don't know how they label them because they're the movies from 2021, but the ceremonies in 2022. Right, right. It's it. Honestly, that whole thing is weird because, like, why can't we just do January to December? But whatever. I digress. The nominations for this year's uh, Oscars went up recently, mm-hmm. uh, and there are some movies that that I love that are getting some recognition. I'm thinking uh, Coda, which I mentioned is a definitely not procrastinating, mm-hmm. uh, is nominated for Best Picture, and one of the actors is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, but one thing that is always going to come up when the nominations come out uh, are snubs. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there were three that came to mind for me specifically in my tastes and interests. Uh, one, 
Tick, Tick, Boom, which I've shouted out many times. Uh, Andrew Garfield was nominated for Best Actor, but the film itself did not re- uh, receive a Best Picture nomination, uh, which I am uh, somewhat bitter about. Uh, definitely pretty bitter about. Uh, and there are a couple other movies that I love from last year that got zero nominations in any category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was uh, The Green Knight and Last Night in Soho, uh, which I also mentioned as definitely not procrastinating uh, movies. And so uh, part of that, uh, and there's always other snubs. I mean, you know, there's the the popular choices, the popular movies. Like uh, I know Spider-Man No Way Home was making a push to get some nominations, but they just got a best visual effects thing, all that. Uh, and it kind of sparked uh, a thought in my mind that maybe we can talk about for a little bit. And this is somewhat, uh, you know, nebulous, uh, I guess, in a way. But I'm wondering... How do we value uh, movies and shows and uh, really anything creative? And and how do we give things recognition? What is the process behind uh, giving something an award versus something else, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a lot of people... Uh, don't like the Oscars because it's all these, you know, dark and depressing movies. And, you know, maybe some people see them as pretentious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what ha, what is the justification behind the Academy choosing the movies that they did? What is our justification for choosing the movies that we choose? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of a, a broad question, uh, but I just think it, it's an interesting discussion to have of why do we... Uh, why do some people value things like Power of the Dog, which is a Netflix movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch, it's super serious, uh, versus Spider-Man, versus, uh, well, Dune got a lot of nominations, but versus Free Guy mm-hmm. or something like uh, that, mm-hmm. other movies that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's know? interesting. I think it's also just so different from, because, you know, the Oscars is like, I just I just feel like it's a different tier to like just most multimedia content, right? Yeah. Like the stuff that's going to be there is already, well, I guess, well, here, here I can ask a couple questions. I don't, I've never watched an Oscars before. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I've probably seen only a couple films or a couple um, movies that have been in Oscars in the past five years. Okay. So there's sure. our, there's our, our stark differences <laughs> in between, you know, what, what type of media we consume. Um, so the type of films that are in Oscars, are they usually blockbuster, blockbuster, um, films? Are they, are they usually like high multi-million dollar productions? What, or, or are they more towards not the indie circuit, but does it matter what, how they get in? Like, how does that work? So my understanding is basically the Academy has so many voters who are voting on, what they believe should be nominated for sure, each category. Sure. I think I read an article that there were like 8,000 voters. And so that, you know, there's a lot of voices being put in there. Uh, but historically speaking, you're not seeing many blockbusters okay. uh, be nominated outside of like superhero movies for best visual effects or something like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of the gimmies. Um, the exceptions to the rule are probably, uh, I believe, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, won Best Picture uh, back in the early 2000s, whenever that was. Um, And then there was a big thing 
2018 when uh, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Okay. And that was kind of the first time that it was like, whoa, one of these Marvel movies, the, this you know, the Marvel Machine, mm-hmm. finally got a, a, you know, a sizable nomination. And I, I feel weird saying that because that kind of diminishes the work that goes into visual effects and, sure, you know, costuming sure. and makeup and things like that. But uh, suffice it to say, Best Picture is kind of the big one. So there, uh, there are lots of them. There are like 20 some awards. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Best Picture is the coveted one. Maybe. Right. Okay. Uh, and so there was, uh, and I should have uh, gone back and, and tried to relearn some of this stuff, but I think it was 2018 where the Oscars were like, you know what? We hear you. We hear that, you know, the movies that are typically nominated are not the huge $100 million budget things uh, that a lot of people are seeing, the blockbusters, your Marvels, DCs. Uh, okay. action summer things mm-hmm. uh, so we are going to add like a best popular movie category okay and people hated that uh, and I think that's also an interesting thing to bring up because I feel like saying that diminishes also the work that goes into everything else mm-hmm. uh, into those movies as opposed to uh, the the typical quote unquote Oscar bait movies mm-hmm. uh, like a Wes Anderson thing like Coda like well maybe not so much Coda uh, but like Power of the Dog or or whatever it is uh, and so they did not end up doing that best popular movie category they announced it got a ton of backlash and then canceled it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we have not really seen any you know popular blockbuster movies get nominated for those big awards outside of black panther that one year um so yeah it is interesting uh where that that's kind of what the oscars sometimes get flack for like sometimes people feel that the oscars nominees are kind of just this self-serving uh kind of pretentious Mm -hmm. trying to make Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. feel smart themselves Mm -hmm. or something like that if that makes any sense. I, st- I Yeah, I still don't understand it. Are you sure it's not just solely done for entertainment? What, nominating? Yeah, like the whole, just the whole thing from, you know, I mean, it feels like they're taking products, yeah. different films and stuff, and they're just creating it just one more thing for people to have no say in to watch and see how it, right? Because... Ordinary hmm. people like us, we have no say in it, right? We can we can right. influence um, box office stuff. We can influence ticket sales, but we can't influence Oscars. So, is right. it just one more showy, glamorous thing to watch? Well, here's the thing: I, is I think because the Oscars rarely include movies that you know the general public watch, viewership has gone down year to year. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, and so that definitely would be part of it, right, is, uh, you know, they want to, one, award uh, some of the best uh, filmmakers and actors and production crews uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the year, but also make a show of it, uh, generate some buzz, and get so many viewers year over year. But there has been declining viewership, uh, which is another interesting thing. So that does kind of, you know play into that is how many of these uh you know best picture nominees are mm-hmm. in there because 
the Academy wants to put in a somewhat more popular movie to pull in more viewers versus right. how many are in there because they felt this was the best representation of film from that year. It, it, it is, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. And so at, at what point is there not really like authenticity to right. giving out these awards? Right. I see. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at um, this year's uh, contenders for a uh, best picture and <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you do this more often, but man, five, six of the ten uh, potential nominees or whatever uh, are movies that you've told me to watch that I haven't watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. So here's a little inside baseball for me is, I mean, I try to watch, you know, any movies that seem interesting to me and also right. just try to watch more movies throughout the year. But I do keep track of uh, like on Variety, which if you don't know, Variety's, you know, mm. a popular, you know, entertainment news, you know, like website or uh, journal mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. But they have throughout the year like updates of uh, this is what we guess is going to be nominated for stuff. And so I do keep that okay. in mind so, so that I can keep track. Um but yeah, it is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And especially because uh, I wonder if it will affect, and this is just another random question, uh, but a lot of those movies are now on streaming services or we're right, just like that. there's yeah. a lot of Netflix. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Power of the Dog is on Netflix. Um, Coda was on Apple, which I kind of barely counts because not many people have Apple outside of t- for Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Being of the Ricardos is on Amazon, although that's not a Best Picture nominee. Um, what else? Do you, do you see what else is on uh, different things well, on there? I'm seeing like Belfast Focus Features. I don't know what that. Oh, that's just a, that's just a, a distributor. Oh, is that the distributor? Uh, or production company, yeah. Belfast I had to see in theaters, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. That was an interesting of... one. Belfast, uh, I think I mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for definitely not procrastinating, but it's uh, it's a movie uh, about Kenneth Branagh growing up in Ireland in the 60s. And when I went to see that right. movie, I thought I would be the only one. But it was actually kind of like half half full. Yeah. Uh, but I was definitely the youngest person in that theater by about 30 or 40 years. And the only one crying? Did you cry? I did not cry. Oh, see? Unfortunately. How, how, how do you know it was a good movie then? <laughs> you know if, if you're not crying like either out of joy or sadness then is it really a good movie yeah right right marley and me too let me tell you marley <laughs> i've never seen won. marley and me uh, any any animals any animals uh in movies that uh you know they oh, capture, yeah. tug at the heartstrings right oh yeah shout out to the dog from up oh man doug oh there was another one there's another uh what is it called? Um, let me just look it up here. Racing in the rain, maybe. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's like a so, Jacob, you know this, but maybe other folks listening. I've got a golden retriever. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, Mopsy. And anytime there's a golden retriever on the screen, like I'm immediately attached. So Marley and me, I'm pretty sure is a golden retriever. Um, and then then this or uh, a two, Labrador yeah. or a Labrador. One, one yeah, of the yeah, two. Yeah, one of the two. And then um, this movie winter had me watch and like i don't usually cry in movies and that's not like a pride <laughs> thing or anything it's just I, most of the time i don't cry Heart of stone <laughs> right <laughs> and uh yeah and it's called the art of racing in the rain and it's about this golden retriever and they just like oh it's great 
it actually looks like the main character is a guy from um oh what's that show called this is us the father oh, okay um i don't know his name oh is uh milo uh milo vent Ven- ventimiglia the guy from heroes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so um yeah, or no, Milo, so, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, the uh, shout out to by the way, have you ever read Where the Red Fern Grows? Yes, yes, I had to read that for fifth grade, and and I was like, why did you make me read this? This is Dude, so weird. Sad. Flex, weird flex, fifth grade reading level, man. <laughs> Chapter books, Jacob. <laughs> I know that's a sad, that's a remember sad book. AR test. Did you have to do that in New York? A- AR test. It's like accelerated reading, or it's like you had to read so many books and get so many points. Like each book was assigned uh, a certain number of points, and then you would recall. take a test. I, I think so, but that would have been early, early. It was for me. It was like middle school, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was really good at getting me to read because it gamified the act of reading. Right, so I was right, way into right. that. Yeah, yeah, that that would be up your alley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, uh, I don't think we did. We did the beep test in uh, in gym class. What's that? Oh, well, it beeps, and you have to get across the line before the beep, the next beep. <laughs> it's like torture. So basically, it sounds like Squid Game. <laughs> so, so, right? So, so the beeping it, it has different levels, and so the first beep, everyone's on the line. This is gym. This is like public school, right? Everyone's on the line <laughs> in in the gym. The first beep happens. And then you run to the other side of the gym before the second beep uh, happens, right? So it's a two-beep sequence. As soon as that the third beep starts, you have to run all the way over to the other side of the gym and get across the line. Uh, and and there's, there's stages. And once you're done with that first stage, the beeps get faster. Like the length, I guess, in between beeps gets shorter. So you have less time to get to the, across the line. And you're basically graded on it. Uh, to show that you got faster or, or better what? at running, it's sort of like a fitness test. And that's wild, right? 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 And uh, I don't think you could like fail gym if you only did like two or three. But yeah, man, some of the athletic folks in the class they got up really, really high. Uh, you know, but yeah, no, that's a real See, thing. That that just makes me think like it beeps bef- before you make it. And you just hear like Nathaniel Ulrich is eliminated, yeah. and then they yeah. like carry you out of the school. It's actually <laughs> kind of funny that uh, it was partially uh, honor. Like if you didn't get it, you would stop running. Um, also, if you didn't get it and you stopped running, you got to stop running. So it was also nice. Yeah. But towards the end, when when the when the runners are like full force loving it, right? Uh, like my brother. Uh, you know, it became hardcore and the, the gym teachers would have to, phys ed teachers would have to judge the lines. Yeah, this is a real thing. <laughs> this is a real thing. I actually saw wow. an article, not to get too off track, but I saw an article and it might have been from like the Onion or something. So who knows? I didn't really look at it. <laughs> but it said something about how they stopped doing the beep test or the <laughs> the, the phys, phys ed test, uh, wow. fitness test because of, uh, uh, I don't know, problems with... What was the point of it other than just making it, <laughs> making them run and feel bad about themselves? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Well, so, okay. So I asked a very broad question. I think we, we've we had interesting di- uh, discussions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's ev- like get even more personal in okay. the idea of uh, 
recognizing a work of art. Mm. Uh, mm. What makes you, Nathaniel Ulrich, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what's your middle name, James? Yeah. Should I should I bleep that out? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, what makes you? Uh, what would make you award something over something yeah. else? Yeah. So obviously, this is completely biased, right? So the the whole point of this is that it's biased, right? Right. Why? It's would all subjective. I award? Yeah. It's all subjective. Correct. So couple things that pop out and I know we've talked about this because when I talk about creating content and content that I'm proud of, uh, it's going to be similar to stuff that I would be interested in viewing and nominating, right? So anything that I can, first of all, connect with or connect with secondhand, like um, I guess it would be the same almost. Like if I can firsthand connect with something because I've experienced that sort of that sympathy, empathy sort of thing. If I've experienced it, I can certainly connect with it and then and if it's done correctly and I can connect with that story, then that's important to me. And that checks like story checks so many boxes for me if it's yeah. powerful and invokes emotion. And of course I always talk about that because if you're creating content, that's the goal of content a lot of times, right? Yeah. Create emo- invoke emotion. So if I can connect with it, that's a big one. Uh it, and then the second hand connection, if I know someone or something that has, you know, is going through something or is experiencing happiness or something like that. And I can connect through it that way. That's what I'm also talking about. So that's a big one. Um, obviously, uh, you know, when it comes to, to me seeing things and enjoying things, uh, you know, a lot of times it might just be the fact that, you know, I grew up watching certain things, knowing what wasn't good, in my sense of, or my taste of, you know, media consumption. Yeah. Uh, and that, and I think that's important because folks who grew up potentially watching certain shows or, um, or, or versus somebody who would go and, and experience something in a museum. I think, I think growing up with different backgrounds is certainly going to change the way you view and the types of media that you think are great. Right. So I, I'm thinking of my, my grandparents, uh, my grandfather in particular, and probably my grandmother. My grandfather always has listened to classical music. Okay. Yeah. And listens, and this is classical music from, you know, the 1800s. My grandfather's not from the 1800s. <laughs> and so his, what he uh, enjoys and what he would consider, you know, top tier um, entertainment is going to be vastly different from somebody in our generation and, and vastly different from myself. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's far-fetched or at least that makes so much sense that, you know, he's going to like something different than me. He's, you know, from a different generation, different time. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is even even that, that's sort of like the largest uh, from the spectrum of it on each end. But even, even folks like me and you, you probably grew up watching a lot more um, shows and and had more screen time probably I'm, I'm making an assumption um, sure. but that probably uh, you know plays a big role in the fact that you you love watching more movies like that's part of your life that's part of what you love doing and that's just not something that I really do and so you love the comic stuff you love Marvel you love all of these sort of I, I don't know if the word fantasy, fantasy is the right word but sure. right, these sort of storylines and stuff and I and and that's I, I mean, I can enjoy it, 
but I, I like documentaries. I like real things that have happened. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but that's just how complex it is, right? Yeah. It's just we're so vastly different. Yeah. And I think that that's a big part of when not just the Oscars, really any awards circuit, whatever it might be, Emmys, Golden Globes, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I mean, I grew up in a musical family performing in musicals. Mm -hmm. So does that affect, I mean, it's not even a question that affects the, you know, why I want to see tick, tick, boom, because I appreciated that movie so much more having a history with musical theater and things like that. And so with that kind of subjectivity, I, I like the idea of awarding, you know, the best actor from a year, the best actress from a certain year, the best screenplay, whatever. But is it really possible to, you know, try to be totally objective about all that kind of stuff? Can no. you really be totally no. objective about, yes, the shot composition was good and the no. writing was good? Nope. I'll right. never, nope, I can't. You can't. It's It's impossible. The only thing that's not subjective, and everyone can correct me right now because I'm going to say something that's probably not true, but I feel like the only thing that's not subjective is math. <laughs> sure. Or, right? Or or, or even, even some parts of science, and I'm not tr- trying to be trolly here, but even some parts of sci- science can be partially objective. I feel like right. the only hard thing are numbers. Sure. Maybe, maybe that's not true. Maybe there are other things, like the best brownie mix you can't (laughs) right no (laughs) no but um no and the reason i kept saying no as you were talking is because it there's no formula right yeah Yeah, you you're supposed to go so for a video you're supposed to go uh wide shot right to establishing shot and then you can go medium shot and then you can go close up and like that's that's a formula that everyone uses because our brains like where are we i see it Let's get closer and now let's get interesting. Like that's sort of the way it is. But that doesn't that doesn't mean my work's any better than yours if you jumble it up, right? As long yeah. as that story's being told through, you know, and still being captured by or viewed by the the viewer and understood by the viewer, and it doesn't matter if you're following that formula. So it's still subjective. So then why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we have the Oscars, you know, oh, see, I'm not to... for it. Get rid of it, man. Sure. I'm telling you, I think you said that they're just doing it to, to show off their work, not just show off their work, but push certain pieces of work to get more money. Right. And so, you know, maybe it is worth, and obviously, I mean, the Oscars will never do this because the idea of having a winner and a loser is what sells and what draws people right, in. Right. But when we try to evaluate work and, and try to recognize work as such, maybe not necessarily the Oscars, but there are other awards that are that are given out through different things. I mean, there's like the Directors Guild and the Writers Guild and the right, Screen Actors right. Guild. There's all that that is less publicized, but is trying to recognize, you know, the best of the best without all the the flair and whatever. Is it more worth just being like, hey, these are who we are recognizing for excellence in film, in writing, right. in whatever it might be, in music. Uh, out, but outside of just saying uh, Power of the Dog wins, which it probably will, uh, and everything else is a loser. Is it more just 
should we try to just you know be like these are my five and things like that yeah i i think so it doesn't work that way obviously even our country doesn't work that way so obviously it'll never work that way but i mean i have a letterbox list where i still rank things i rank all the movies that i've seen in the year i shouldn't do that but i do it anyways because you certainly can you no (laughs) see that's not wrong you ranking it for your personal stuff that's there's nothing wrong with it and you sharing that is nothing wrong with it but if you go out and you and your 9,000 other committee members who choose who wins, you know, are all the same person, which I think back in 2015, it wasn't that long ago that this group of, of people who choose the Oscars were primarily white people, just like, just right. white people, right? There was no I, diversity. I, there was. Yeah. I, th- right? I think I, I read that this year's like. Uh, you know, voters is like the most diverse that it has. So that's a great step. Yeah. And I I also imagine that different uh, uh, films from all international films are probably also um, probably being better represented, especially seeing how much uh, international films are just blowing it out of the water on streaming platforms and stuff like that. Like we have a lot more capabilities of watching these films I feel like in the past couple of years, like uh, uh, international films and, and films from you know outside of Hollywood have really just blown up because we people are finally getting an understanding. Your, your quote that you say with the subtitles, right? Yeah. With the English subtitles, like that is what that's a game changer. And as long as we can get over the fact, as long as we can read those, you know, we yeah. can experience something completely different. So I think I think I think that's true. Um, and I think that's important. And that's the only re- the only way I'll start to respect something like this if it if it is more than just yeah. you know what it was a couple years ago. Yeah, this this has been very fascinating for me. Uh, even though it is still fun for me to just like I mean, my brother and I a couple times, and I think we're planning on doing it again. Just like place, like do our own votes of who we think is going to win. Yeah, uh, and yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, see yeah. who we think, uh, you know, see who can guess more correctly. Um, but yeah, it does cause some inner t- turmoil when I am so angry that Tick Tick Boom isn't nominated for Best Picture, while also fully knowing that there are so many reasons why that happened. Right. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it's it's like I I know I shouldn't be angry, but I am anyways. It, it's <laughs> it's hard because it is the echelon the upper echelon of you know awards givers is all these hmm. different things well i hope yeah. that that me yelling at some of these things I, <laughs> okay first of all i do have to say you know i haven't experienced the oscars very much so sure. me me kind of going off on the oscars is not realistic it's not it's not representative of anything other than of my naive uh not knowing much about it but I think it's important that we do dive into some of those topics that are more difficult to talk about than just talking about the Oscars and who do we think is going to win what. And I think that yeah. all of that, that would that, be important. super fun. And we certainly can do that. You know uh, what I was thinking yeah. is, uh, I mean, you watch more documentaries than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be fun to go through the documentary nominees and, and talk about those. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I saw that a, at least a couple of them, because 
in the Oscars, uh, Best Picture has 10 no- nominees, but all the other categories have five. So there are five documentary uh, feature-length nominees. Right. I think at least a couple of them are like on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. So it I is see, possible to watch these. Yeah, I see um, Summer of Soul. Yeah, that's on Hulu. On Hulu. I haven't uh, seen Flea that is also yet. on Hulu. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I just I just found out about that the other day because I saw a video of uh, the crew behind Flea because it's like animated mostly, but it's a documentary. Okay. Uh, and so they got nominated for like best documentary, best international film and best animated film. And mm. there's a video of them reacting to that. And it's it's heartwarming is uh, it? to see that. Yeah. But yeah, they're a decent amount. We, we should just try to watch those and, and yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in uh, that and also cinematography. And a lot of times, the cinematography one's probably going to be best picture. Sure, but in and and I think you're also right. The power of the dog is probably going to be up there. But there's a couple other ones that you've talked about. Um, yeah. uh, what are you looking at the list right now? Yeah. What are the five cinematography ones? So, power of the dog uh, is the first one. Dune is yeah. the second one. Nightmare Alley. Okay. Uh, third one, West Side Story, and then the tragedy of Macbeth. Okay. Which I would imagine two West Side Story and Tragedy of Macbeth are also probably represented represent representing, I guess is the word, <laughs> of the um don't they do one where they do a remake? Not a remake, what's it called? Uh, adaptive screenplay? Is that what it is? Uh yeah, they do. They have best original screenplay and best adapted screenplay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. we should we should also you know do that. We should just you know I, I want to watch more stuff together on this show. I think that would be fun. Yeah, even if it's if it's like a movie book club that like. Well, there you go. That'd be interesting. Yeah, man, huh. we just thought of something on the spot. D- yeah, I think yeah. you thought of it, and I thought it was interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we just we decide to watch something and then next by the next week the episode is about it we talk about it and we tell the uh beforehand we also say on the podcast uh what we are watching so that everybody at home can watch as well Ooh, okay that would be fun. okay yeah let's let's lock that away okay all right all right all right all right all right all right So thank you for indulging me in that conversation, Nate. I know that the Oscars aren't on the forefront of your mind, but I, I think it is interesting in just talking about the way that we recognize things, and we could probably go on for even longer. But mm, right, uh, right, right. it would it would similar to the previous conversation be aimless, and we would end up talking about beep tests and things like that. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. We did talk about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was like ten yep, minutes ago. That sure was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just to kind of uh, put a cap on on this episode, we wanted to bring in a quick uh, listener question that we actually got a while ago, but we just ha- haven't found the right time to, to put it in here. Uh, totally unrelated to the Oscars, but I think it's a fun one nonetheless. Uh, this comes in from uh, Allie Golden, who uh, is a friend of the show. Uh, we were all in the communication thesis group together yeah, at Juniata. Good times. Um, she just asks, uh, what is the craziest story you can tell from your first job? Ooh. I can think of mine if if you need time to think of yours. Uh, I mean, I have, I think I have one in, in mind, but uh, you want to go for it? Yeah, sure. So this is 
this actually is you know somewhat cheating because I actually didn't have the job at this point. Uh, but it, <laughs> it is uh, the job the job that ended up being my first job. Okay. Uh, but uh, it was just funny because I, I was you know months on end looking for. Uh, some kind of video job after I graduated and it's like man it's so hard out there yeah. and then I finally get this one listing uh, that I think was just for a video editor uh, and the application or not the application but like the listing itself was kind of sparse but it was just mm-hmm. like yeah make stuff for YouTube and usually the applications or the job listings don't specifically say just make YouTube videos because that kind of just makes it sound like you're a vlogger or content creator or something like that. Uh, But I was like, you know what, whatever I'm going for it. Uh, And so I got an interview and uh, before the interview, I was like, well, obviously when I research the company uh, to see what's going on here, uh, I go to the website and obviously I won't name names, uh, but I go to the website uh, and you know, like when you're on WordPress or really any website, uh, website builder and mm-hmm. you make a website and it just fills in text in random Latin. Oh yeah. The, the Ipsum, what is it called? Um, Lauren uh, Ipsum. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. That was it. <laughs> they didn't have any content on their website. It, it was just like well, the they, company maybe, name. Maybe that was your job. <laughs> uh but i was like okay this is interesting so then mm-hmm. i i went to linkedin and i tried to find some stuff there and i found a little bit more info uh and then i check indeed where the listing was originally sure and i'm looking at the company on on indeed uh you can uh like rate the company oh, yeah. uh which is really only like i don't it's similar to Yelp. How are you getting an accurate gauge of what right. this company is? Because the only people who are uh, posting on Yelp or indeed reviews are super bitter people who had a bad experience <laughs> and, uh, you know, current executives who just want to boost the rating. Right. 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 right, right. But it was funny. There is uh, one uh, employee review uh, from someone who had left the company and was like yeah uh you know the management isn't structured and there's some illegal activity going on and stuff like that i'm like <laughs> i remember you excuse talking about this. me <laughs> i remember you illegal activity it's like i mean i gotta i if they offer me the job i gotta take it but what is going on here yeah and so this was like uh it, it was a software company right. um and and sometimes like like hardware uh and so my mind went to like what if they're just like packing cocaine into these hard drives or something <laughs> and they want and you shipping them out <laughs> they, want, they want you to video it yeah <laughs> instructional <laughs> video this is how you pack a hard drive. And, and this is where i think we've talked about uh oh, one of these projects before or like the idea of uh the character or maybe this was just a one-on-one conversation and this didn't happen on the podcast but uh the person who like ends up becoming a hitman because like he takes a job at a shady corporation that's where that where that idea comes from is the the illegal activity going on 
uh, at this company. Now, what probably ended up being the case is they just like didn't pay overtime or something. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but but that comment but, leads to imaginative yeah, things. It's a lot funnier to, <laughs> to imagine that it's just like Illegal smuggling drugs in a graphics <laughs> card or something. <laughs> Oh so that's it's a little cheating because I, I I ended up getting the job and it was it was fine. Uh, Did you not but, do any detective work? Uh, well, no, I, my office was a windowless room with two other people. Uh, and I, <laughs> I felt helping. And, and I was doing like I was the only one doing video stuff. I was the first person to right. ever do video stuff in house there. Okay. So I still felt like kind of an outsider if I right. bothered going anywhere right. else. <laughs> right, 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 right. And maybe they would, you know, beat me up if I caught any of that illegal activity. So, <laughs> yeah. Or whack right. me. I guess that's what that is in, in that context, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah like yeah. they break your legs. Yep. I, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, why are you asking me? Yeah, why are you asking me? I have nothing that's to a, do with that. That's a good that I remember you talking about that. That's that I that's a funny story. That's a good yeah. one. That's well, how about one. you? What's your yeah. craziest story? So, well, I don't so the problem is, well, it's not a problem. I've just had so many like first jobs. Sure. Uh, so like I'm trying to think of like the wildest ones and I'm sure, you know, tonight after that we're done recording, I'm going to think of, Oh, this would have been a perfect one. And I'll have to try to jot it down to, yeah. to, to say them next time. But, uh, I have two quick ones. Uh, I think that one of the first jobs I had, uh, was I was the compost manager type person. So there was a village mm. compost, right? I, I may have told you there's a village compost in the town that I grew up in. Okay. And anyone in that town, in, in that town could, uh, dump, uh, compost and and like wood chips and stuff from their garden, so they could they could come over and dump it in the in the piles, and then they could also bring stuff home. It's a great resource to have, especially for gardeners and anyone doing landscaping. Great, but it was only it was specifically for the town, right? So anyone within the town limits, or I guess the village limits. And so my job as the compost manager was to sit in this little shack by the entry and monitor the people coming in uh, and make sure that they were you know people from the town. Well, um, so, you know, when word got out that this was a resource, uh, other places and other larger cities, specifically like Syracuse, uh, there would be, uh, like landscapers and contractors who would try to sneak in to drop off like logs and stuff from trees they had cut down in the city and stuff and in these larger areas. So one time, I'm sitting in my shack, okay, and and this police car comes over and uh, starts talking to me, and uh, he says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a sting, okay." So he parks his car behind the shack, uh, and <laughs> and sitting there, and then I get a call from I guess my manager or someone. He says, "I see a truck coming f- from uh, down down eighty or uh, yeah, is it no eighty one? Yeah, down eighty one, and, and it, it's full of it's full of wood." And it looks like it may be, may be turning into Homer. So just double check, make sure that this person is from the village and stuff. It's a big load, right? Big. So I, I, I'm, and sure enough, this truck comes right through uh, the, the gate and I hold him down and I'm like this 16 year old guy out, you know, just holding right. Well, you excuse me. Can I see uh, where, where you bring this stuff from? And of course the, the person in the truck says, Oh yeah, I'm town. I say, okay comes right through and then there's the police officer guy in the in the truck and of course he was coming from Syracuse it was so uh we did we had a we had a, a tree sting at the village compost so that's that was huh. a good one my nice. my second one is a lot less uh fun i guess so 
Um, oh, no. This will be a well. So for many folks out there who who didn't who don't know this, uh, one of one of my first jobs um, in college. Well, I guess it was in college. It wasn't one of my first jobs. But I, but a job in college was I worked at Build a Bear. I was a bear builder. Okay. Mm. Right. And so, you know, blast, you know, I got to build bears, whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm doing this to make some money. And uh, I knew somebody from my church who was like, hey, I need some help in the back room. Then all of a sudden, they, there I am on the floor selling bears. Anyways, uh, this person comes up and I'm sitting at the bear building thing. And uh, they, they come over, young family, I think. Uh, and and the, the, the guy, he says, oh, you know, how you doing? And I said, oh, you know, I'm doing good, just building some bears. And we start talking and stuff. It must not have been that busy. And um, this guy's like... Uh, you know, started his own company. He's like doing his thing. He's getting a bear for his kid or something. And, uh, we ended up exchanging information. Like we became, um, like we chatted on LinkedIn. We had some business. <laughs> he helped me through a variety of different things, like getting a new job and stuff like that. And so it was just like, it was weird. Like I was building a bear and all of a sudden, like I have a good resource <laughs> contact, right? And now I'm the CEO of a Fortune 500 and company. And now I'm CEO of a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> Write that down. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was a good one. The, that, that was a good one. The old, the nice. old Build-A-Bear, uh, the old Build-A-Bear story. Man, I loved Build-A-Bear as a kid. Did Even you? just like the boxes that uh, the bears come in when you build them. Like yeah. the little houses. Yeah. I... <laughs> I spent a lot of time in those stores, man. Oh, sure. Yeah, it loses the, so. the magic, I'm sure. You actually made me think of uh, another story. I mean, the first story I gave was, you know, uh, my craziest story from my first professional job. Uh, sure, but I have sure. an even crazier story from my first job period, uh, which you may have heard a couple times. And maybe our friends who listen to the show have heard this before. But I think it's hilarious nonetheless. Uh, I mean, maybe not hilarious, but... Uh, interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I worked as at I worked at a McDonald's. Uh, at the ripe Ooh, old age okay, of uh fourteen. Uh, fourteen. I think I think it was I was fourteen in Ohio. That's wild. Well, dude. no, I think McDonald's like you can <laughs> like maybe McDonald's is a special <laughs> thing where it's like yeah you can you can hire young why not <laughs> yeah, so, yeah sure you know uh, yeah and so I, I was doing that it was probably uh freshman or sophomore year of high school which uh maybe that maybe i was like 15 or something um yeah but i didn't have fun at that job uh the managers were bad or at least one of them especially was uh and i hated talking to people uh especially (laughs) i mean i still do but i you know i've i can tolerate a little bit more than i could in high school the yeah, <laughs> um, sure. strangers i should say rather than just people mm-hmm. um and so i was you know working at the front cashier whatever uh and it's a slow slow time so uh one of the managers is like hey can you go out in the lobby and just you know clean up take out the trash things like that i'm like okay sure uh this will give me an excuse to not be behind this counter um and so i go out and there's uh two trash uh bins uh like kind of directly in front of the counter and so i checked those mm-hmm. it's uh, a little bit uh in front of the door uh and there's a window right by it and so i checked mm-hmm. the trash uh and then i'm like okay we're good there let me move on uh and then i realized i was like oh wait i forgot to check the second one i think there might have been something in there so then i take a step back 
I open uh, to open up the second garbage can, and then bam, a car rams into the side of the building. What? Uh, and uh, the car rammed into the side of the building where I would have been if I continued to the next garbage can. Oh my and gosh, And a huge Jacob. chunk of drywall whizzes past my head. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that this uh, older lady... Uh, just accidentally floored it and went right in. It's not into, funny, but... <laughs> I know. It's like, bless her heart. I hope she's doing all right now. But yeah, she just too. rammed into the side of the building. There's a huge hole in the wall. And uh, she backs up. And then she puts her car back goes in to the drive. Drive-thru. And I and think to, to like... She was trying to park. But... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but she overstepped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as we do as, sometimes, yeah. right? Mistakes happen. Uh, yeah, that's right. And so uh, she backs up, and then she's getting ready to like try to park again. But then this guy who was on the sidewalk, he just like steps in front. And he's like, "Please stop!" <laughs> and stops it. And so then that that all happens in like two seconds. So then, did you finish your your chores? Did you clean up the well, mess? Yeah, I almost died. And then they're like, hey, can you pick up this, you hope? like, 100 pounds of drywall, put it into a garbage the 15-year-old can. 15-year-old little Jacob. And then haul it out to the dumpster that's, like, 100 oh, feet behind my. the store. It was wild. I Talk about a horrible day at work. Yeah, I literally, like, if I wasn't such a good employee and went back to make sure that the garbage wasn't full at the original can, I would have died. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Well, so maybe um, I would at least have blunt maybe. force trauma to the head. <laughs> so, so here, here it is. Here it is, Allie. You just experienced the best, uh, most boring stories from us and Jacob. Won. So, uh, <laughs> have you not wild. heard that story before? <laughs> no, I dude. Feel like, yeah, it's come up less than I thought it would have because it, it's yeah, it's well, for some reason I forget about it. But yeah, forget about. Shout it. out to well, McDonald's. Anyways. Which shout I have no time name. Shout I've, out to Allie. I have no problem name dropping McDonald's and being like, "Hey, that wasn't fun," because whatever, yeah, right? <laughs> Doesn't sound that much fun. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well. Uh. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I'm sure some good ones will come up. Um. And if you have really funny or interesting, um, first couple job stories, um, talking to you listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, reach out. Let us know. Please we'll, do. We'll, we'll tell them on air or hey, come on to the show and <laughs> yeah, and you tell them yourself. You yeah. know. Absolutely. I think it's about that time, Jacob, huh? Yeah, I guess so. For definitely not procrastinating. Right. Yep, that's what it is. Okay, um, I'll go first. Okay. Short See, I was trying to give you the opportunity to make me go first. But no, no, sure. no, 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 no. Ready? <laughs> yes. Ozark season four. Okay. Watched it. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. And what about you, Jacob? Uh, uh wow nothing all right well, well so I mean, i'll yeah, say it's just what you do is you just sit down and you watch it and then when it's done sure. it's done and you wait for the next season to come out i still have to i well isn't ozark season four the last season no this is based they, they split that. it up they yeah well, oh, maybe right, it is right, right. but they split yes. up how they so i've watched the first part and then there's a gotcha. second part breaking bad yeah. style yeah, uh, i guess yeah yeah because they because they also were like yeah season five is the last season but then they you know did two <laughs> Half right. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. I only I, I saw season one of Ozark when it came out, but I just came never out got 2017. back to 2017. Yeah. 
It's wild. I, re- I remember wa- watching that uh, in my junior year dorm because I was still on campus yeah. uh, waiting for uh, graduation because we had to sing at graduation for choir. Okay. Uh, yeah, or yeah, baccalaureate, yeah. rather. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did. <laughs> 2017. Those yeah. COVID years just like gone. Like, yeah. Where did time Man. go? That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, what you were about to say. Yeah, so for me, I mean, I th- I think I've been nervous to fully bring out my nerdy side on this show. Uh, as if I haven't already been, you know, talking okay. about all these movies. Yep, nerd. <clears throat> but <laughs> uh, but what has been fun the past few weeks is uh-huh. uh, Harry and I, my roommate Harry, friend of the show, been on the pod a, a few different times. Oh, yeah. Uh, like our routine is uh we get home, we make dinner, we watch a couple episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which we've Cute. been rewatching, which has been fun. Yep. Yep. Uh oh, uh, this is actually one of the things I was going to bring up uh is the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast uh okay. which has been yeah. a lot of fun. That like a lot of shows are doing rewatch podcasts now, but I really yeah. like the the Always Sunny guys. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. Uh, doing anyway, that. sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is low hanging fruit, but but they it, it it's, it's entertaining. They're like yeah. friends, and it is fun to yeah. to listen to that, uh, especially as you know they go through the first couple seasons and be like, oh, we probably wouldn't have gotten away with that this year. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, for like of shows, most of the honest, first, yeah. Well, yeah, but but it also helps that like that's the point of the show is that these aren't good people, right? Uh, right. But uh, yeah, that's been fun. But then uh, after that, we just. Or I guess I play video games and then Harry watches. So it's like your Twitch stream in <laughs> in the living room Harry. just for Harry. Yeah, VIP and, Twitch stream. And it's not like I'm forcing him to watch. He he enjoys it. I always like, hey, do you want to watch something or or do anything else with yeah. TV? Because I'm just gonna sit here and play for hours on end. And he's like, no, go for it. And like we uh, played The Witcher three together, which was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, we mentioned the show The Witcher a while ago. We're playing through a. Uh, uh, the new Pokemon game that just came out. Uh, okay. Becca, uh, who was also on the show, uh, has been coming over and uh, we're playing The Last of Us, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm excited to show more people that story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been fun to, to you know, play games together and, you know, have people's sure. input, especially for things like The Witcher 3, where you can make decisions and dialogue choices mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I, I need to talk about video games more on this show because I play yeah, a lot of them, it. and there's some there's some good stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Till next yeah. week, huh? Yeah, I guess till next week, til uh, next when week. hopefully uh, I'll have uh, super exciting, definitely not procrastinating. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find both artists in the description for this episode, along with links to our social media. If you'd like to be part of the show, you can email your questions, topics, rainbow suggestions, and more to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. 